Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of the Boyfriend Proof Podcast. This is your host, Monica Asmi. I'm so happy to have created a platform for everyone to share their stories. I have a great lineup of guests who are ready to share their hashtag Boyfriend Proof story on this podcast. Before I introduce our guests for today, don't forget to follow Boyfriend Proof Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to be a guest on the next episode and you have a relationship story that you want to share, please send me a DM or of course, if you want to stay anonymous, you can send me an email of your story to read on the show. My email is boyfriendproofpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to have you guys on my show. So today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. Her name is Alexandra. She's one half of the Overreaction podcast where her and her co-host Kira overreact to something that has been on their minds or on the news. They are dedicated to making the voices and opinions of women unapologetically louder. Hi, Alexandra. Hi, Monica. It's so exciting to be here. Thank you so much for reaching out and being on the show to share your story. And before we get into it, do you want to share a little bit about yourself and your podcast? Sure. So um, I do my podcast with my coworker, Kira. Um, She and I are both social workers that are actually headed to law school next year. Um, So we have a background in mostly in like domestic violence and the Mm -hmm. anti-violence movement. So that's a lot of what we talk about, but with some political stuff and some like funny topics thrown in there too. So it's not heavy all the time. Right. I definitely took a listen to one of um, your first couple episodes. I love like how you guys like interact with each other. So it's really fun to listen to. And also I took one class of like social work in college. And let me tell you, that's not easy work, but it's important work. Oh, thank you so much. We try to try to make the heavy stuff fun. That's how you how you get through it. Definitely. So when you first reached out to me and wanting to share your story about a guy that you used to go on dates with, I was truly shocked at some of the details. Like I was horrified for you, but I'll let you tell the story more. So like kind of take us back to the first date or meeting with this guy. And what was it like in the beginning? Like what went down? Okay. So I'm on the apps and have been on and off for a while. So we met on Tinder and he was super like straightforward and was like, I want to get to know you. You seem cool. Like, 
brought up something in my bio that is really important to me. So I was like, cool, this guy gets it. He asked for my number. So I gave it to him. And then he like really quickly set up a date. And then this was like back in July. So the numbers, I live in the Midwest and the numbers were getting pretty bad. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't really want to go to a restaurant. I'm really sorry. I kind of tried to bail on him last minute. I also wanted to hang out with my friends because Hamilton had just come out on (laughs) Disney Plus. Oh my gosh. I love, I remember that. I remember when it came out, like it just, it feels like centuries ago, but it was actually just like a few months ago. It's so crazy. I know time has been going so fast and so slow. (laughs) Yeah. So I tried to bail on him and he was like, well, I got us a seat outside. Would that be okay with you? And I didn't respond to him super quickly. And an hour later, he texted me again and was like, hey, I know the owner. So I got us a seat on the roof. Is that going to be far enough away from people for you to feel comfortable? Wow. This guy went. I was like, well, shit, I can't say no now. But you still didn't really want to go. Not really, but it seemed kind of like a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Cause how often does that happen? True. <laughs> and it was right on the restaurants, right on the river. And it's one of like the nicest restaurants in the town that I live in. Mm-hmm. And he's really cute. So I figured why not? I made plans with my friends for like three hours after the date started. So I was going to get to do both. I was feeling fine. We both live in like the downtown area where the restaurant is. So we but we like met out front. He seemed fine, kind of a little full of himself, but <laughs> <laughs> everybody's nervous on first dates. So mm-hmm. I try to not, I come off as really shy on first dates. So I try to not judge people just in the first few hours, but he like brought a speaker with him and was playing music and was really good at carrying the conversation. And we had not a ton in common, but I had a good time talking to him. It was a decent date. He tried to take me home. Um, He was very respectful when I declined and like kissed me on the way out. It was an excellent kiss. And then I just went and watched Hamilton with my friends. (laughs) So the first date was fine. And then he texted me and said he wanted to go. He wanted to take me on a picnic. He was like, you said you really like being outside. It's really beautiful out this week. Let's go. And he was planning everything and packing everything. And I was like, do you want me to bring anything? Is there, he like asked me all these questions about what kind of food I like. He was super thoughtful. So the second date was fine. Again, very full of himself, but I tend to kind of be attracted to arrogance a little bit. <laughs> I have a hard time recognizing red flags sometimes. But the second date was fine. We had a really good time. And then he told me his birthday was coming up and asked me to spend it with him. And I was like, that's kind of, he was turning 30. And I was like, that's kind of a big birthday to spend with someone you just met. Right. (laughs) Are you sure? He was like, no, my birthday's a Tuesday. Like ever, like all my friends are busy. I just want to eat pizza and watch movie with a pretty girl. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Um, right like you can't say no like whatever (laughs) I know it's like the rooftop date all over again how do I say no to that didn't want to show up totally empty-handed so I brought I got him a copy of a book that we had talked about and bonded over and he 
like almost cried and was so touched and was like, no one's ever gotten me a book as a gift before. And I was like, I don't know what kind of people you've been dating, but books are one of my like go-to gifts. Right. That is really awful. I know. I thought that date went pretty well. Um, We didn't, in between dates, we didn't text a whole lot because neither of us really enjoy texting. We didn't talk a ton except while we were together. And so on his birthday, that date was fine. And we just hung out at his apartment, watched a movie. Not the type of movie I would have chosen on my own, but it was his birthday. Then he asked me to come with him. That was a Tuesday. And so then he asked me to go with him to his birthday party that his birth mom was throwing him on Saturday. So that's how I found out he's adopted. (laughs) He didn't even mention it once. No, we never, we hadn't really done the whole, like, what was your childhood like? What's your family like? Mm -hmm. Because I kind of knew pretty early on that this wasn't going to be something really serious for me. Like I was having a good time with him, but he wanted a family and kids and I'm moving out of the area. Mm -hmm. So at this point it would have been like a year that I was going to still be in the area we live in. I told him that I wasn't really looking for anything serious and that seemed fine with him. So he asked me to go with him and I was like, that's a, it's a little soon for that. (laughs) It's a little soon and that's a little much. Right. And he was like, okay, no, I understand. But like, just so you know, this isn't the family that raised me. So it's not really like meeting my mom. It's like meeting my friends. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, I, I get it. Like, I hear you. But that also means a group of people that I don't see during a pandemic. Exactly. And it's your, like, it's still your mom, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, he's trying to make it like, trying to cover it up. Like, oh, this is like a friend or like some random person. I'm like, no, this is still your mom. <laughs> I know. But... And then like later I found out that when he was 17, he ended up moving back in with his birth mom and lived with her for a few years. We <laughs> forgot to mention that too. It's fine. <laughs> I know he didn't bring it up again, but then the day before he was like, look, I really want you to go. This is really important to me. I really like you. And I was like, you don't really know me, man. I know. And <laughs> this okay. is, and this is the fourth date. Like yeah. this is the, only the fourth date. He already wants you to meet his birth mom. <laughs> yes. And I like low key kind of tried to dump him on his birthday, which was mean. <laughs> But it was also only date three. Exactly. (laughs) It had come up that our political beliefs are very different, Mm -hmm. which with like friendships and stuff is fine. Right. But if I'm going to be dating somebody that's, that's on like my must have checklist is similar political beliefs. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So it had come up that he does not have the same beliefs as me. And I was ready to just walk out. I was like, I don't need to do this. It's going to be a lot of work to like talk through those things. I don't know that I really want to do that right now. It's a Mm -hmm. lot of energy to put into something that I don't see being long-term anyway. Right. And he was like, well, I don't really think that political beliefs need to be like defining in a relationship and somehow talked his way around it. In a way wow. that made sense to me at the time, I think we had opened our second bottle of wine at that point. So like <laughs> he made it make sense to me in the moment. Mm-hmm. 
So he told me how important it was that it was going to be outside and that it wasn't really that big of a deal. He just wanted me to come. And I was like, fine, (laughs) I'm not doing anything else. So what am I going to say no for? Right. So I get there and his family's very nice. They're very welcoming. His mom asked permission before she hugged me, which I thought was really great. They were talking about all like the books they read and all the stuff they're into. And I was like, this is a really, seems like a really cool group of people. Mm -hmm. And then there was this older gentleman that they're not related to, but is like a friend of the family. Mm -hmm. And he was like, wow, you guys are a beautiful couple. And I was like, oh, thanks. (laughs) Like I was getting a little uncomfortable. And he was like, so when's the wedding? Oh my God. (laughs) like who do these people think I am do they know this is date four probably not (laughs) like I didn't even know this man's last name oh my goodness that's crazy I know and so I'm just trying to like not embarrass him and get the conversation moved in a different direction and then his sister and her boyfriend show up and she had like a total breakdown and I had to like play social worker for this family (laughs) I don't know and this is his biological sister yes okay gotcha that whole that whole thing was just kind of uncomfortable and I eventually like removed myself and just sat and talked to this older gentleman who like lived in Hollywood during like the 60s and 70s so I was asking him all these questions about his life and the stuff he saw Um, so that was honestly the best part of the date was bonding with this old man of course Um, (laughs) and like there's all this yelling happening in the garage and inside the house and I'm just trying to ignore it because I'm like this isn't this isn't my circus. Like, I don't want to play. What do you mean? Like yelling, like people were fighting? Yeah. Oh, oh no. (laughs) Yeah. It was so, it was so much family drama. And I was like, dude, this is date four. (laughs) Like, if this is what your family's like, you don't bring someone this early and you don't do it without warning them. Exactly. What was he thinking? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this is like one of those situations where like he probably told his family that like he's dating someone serious because like he hasn't been dating around. So he needs to like bring someone like those typical Christmas movies. Oh, I didn't even think of that. (laughs) His mom pulled me aside at one point and was like, he really likes you and you seem really great. Oh my god, and this just like, sounds like a Christmas movie, like, full on. <laughs> it was terrible. I mean, they were very nice people. Yeah. But I was like, this is not what I signed up for at all. And we had driven there together, so I couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. I stuck it out, and we I was having a decent time. Right. And so then it gets to the point where they're giving him gifts, and his mom hands him this bag and he's like that she was like this is from your aunt she was so excited to give this to you it's authentic and she goes on and on about it about how great this gift is and how excited everyone is for him to open it he pulls this like wrapped tissue paper thing out of the bag opens it up on the table and then is like well we're just gonna cover that up and I hadn't seen it mm-hmm. and his mom was like no 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 don't hide it And so I politically lean very, very far left. 
Right. And my bio on Tinder had said that I'm further left than Bernie, <laughs> like that far left. Right. So he knew. Yeah. So he goes to, he goes to hide this item that he's opened. And his mom's like, no, 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 don't hide it. He opens it up and she starts telling him about like where his aunt found it and how they know it's authentic and where they've traced it back to. And I'm not really listening anymore because I look over and there's a whole swastika. It's like one of the <sighs> Nazi war medal things with the eagle and the medal with the swastika on it. Oh my God. And I was horrified. Right. I didn't even know what to say. I feel like I like me personally, I would like not even know. Like I would just be like, um, but why? Like, what is this? Like, what are you going to do with that? Like, I would just be so confused if I were in your situation. I was. <laughs> don't want to react because it's his life. It's his family. He could clearly tell I was uncomfortable. He like ended up putting it back in the bag shortly after. And I was like, I have to process this because (laughs) I felt like I had gotten so many weird messages from this man about Mm -hmm. like how interested in me he was But then also that like my political beliefs, like I eventually want to run for office. So like my political beliefs really matter to me. Right. Which is part of the reason that like I feel like I need to be with someone. If I'm going to be with anyone, it needs to be someone who aligns with me politically. Right. And I love how you, when you were like dating around and you're on the app, you literally wrote that. So it's like, you can, it's not like some surprise that you uncover later. And I think that's so important with like anything, like anything that is very important to you, you should straight up put it out there. So it's not like some surprise or like some like way to get out of a relationship because you just found out about something. It's like, no, you literally know this thing about me. I'm very straightforward on the Mm -hmm. apps. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste other people's time. Like if someone is just trying to hook up and I'm down for that, fine. If someone's looking for a serious relationship, then like, here's all the, all the boxes you need to check. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And like, I'll go on a date with someone because there, there's not really any harm in spending an evening with someone. People are interesting. And I like, I like first dates. I think they're fun. Right. But if we're going to go on a second one, then there's some, some things you need to know about. (laughs) He knew all of this. So I'm trying to like process in my head what I even say. And I decided I was just going to say nothing. I need to talk to a couple of my friends about this because Nazi memorabilia is not just something you like gloss over. Also, like, I don't even know, like anybody who like like, like, what? how is that like a birthday gift? Like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even I mean, understand the like thought process. Like what? <laughs> he did have a copy of Mein Kampf on his bookshelf. Interesting. But he had a lot of books about dictators. For that to be like a historical interest of yours. Sure. Why not? Nazi memorabilia takes it too far for me. <laughs> So I talked to a couple of my friends about it and decided that I needed to have a conversation with this man because he clearly thought we were in a relationship mm-hmm. and I wanted to be respectful of his feelings, but also be like, dude, this is a hard no for me. I talked to him about it 
I don't even really remember how the conversation went besides him being like, I'm not a Nazi. (laughs) Just like straight up, I'm not a Nazi. (laughs) I feel like if you're in a situation where you have to say, I'm not a Nazi, then maybe you've done something wrong. This is literally the first time I've ever heard of something like this. So I just like can't even like imagine. Dating in Iowa is rough. (laughs) Which is part of the reason I'm so upfront about my political beliefs. Because I drove past a lot of Trump signs in the past few years. And I'm like, that's just not like you have your beliefs. I have mine and we can coexist in the world. But Mm -hmm. coexisting in my bed is not going to (laughs) happen. happen if you have a swastika in your house definitely not like no <laughs> okay oh so goodness. it gets worse oh god because I kept dating him really yeah I know I was so disappointed in myself wait, wh- wait why okay so I had just had like the last relationship I had been in was really really bad and he was the first person I went on a date with after that And I wanted it to like be a positive experience. And I didn't want it to end with the I'm not a Nazi conversation. (laughs) I see. Right. And he was like, it's not like I'm going to display it and nobody knows I have it. And I was like, look, I want to be a politician. I can't, (laughs) I can't have this be a thing that I did in my 20s. (laughs) That's not okay. That kind of stuff gets out. Exactly. <laughs> and here I am talking about it on a podcast, but it, the story has to be told. It was terrible. Right. We talked about it and the conversation I felt like went okay. And he was like, just give me a chance. Like our beliefs aren't really that different when you boil it down to what's really important to both of us. Like we're more aligned than not. And he also wanted babies. And that's a hard no from me. <laughs> So I was like, I don't really know how this is even going to work out anyway. And he was like, we don't need to talk about this stuff this soon. And I was like, why are we wasting our time, though, if we know it's not going to work? So I don't, I don't even really know what he said. I just really wanted it to be a positive thing. You just wanted um, it to end on like a completely different note, like for a completely different reason than that, basically. Yes. So things kind of started to get a little bit more serious. And he asked me to go to a wedding with him. Um, we spent like a weekend in a cabin together. It was really nice. And then like leading up to the wedding he asked me to go to about a week and a half before He was over at my house and I was making him dinner and I don't remember what we were talking about, but I said something that like a typical feminist would say about (laughs) men and not things that I would say publicly because I don't generalize whole groups of people, but in the Mm -hmm. privacy of my own home, especially working with survivors of domestic violence, Mm -hmm. like I have some negative things to say about men that I need to get off my chest. Right. So I said something along those lines. And he was like, well, what about women? Oh, God. And I was like, I'm not talking about women, first of all. That's always, that's literally always what a male says back. Literally, it's like, what about, well, you women do this. I know. So there's like two classes of men, I feel like, when you're dating. There's the ones where you say something about how, like, 
my go-to is usually men are trash. And obviously I'm not talking like hashtag, not all men. I get it. I know some really excellent men, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but there are some men on dates who will be like, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's some really problematic stuff that a lot of men do and we don't do enough to hold them accountable. Right. I'm like, snaps to you. Let's plan a second date. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But this guy is like, well, what about women? And so we get into this like long conversation about oppression and power dynamics. And then he pretends to agree with me to get me to stop talking. And I was like, do you actually agree with me or do you just want me to shut up? And he was like, I just don't want to talk about this. I was like, well, why didn't you say that instead of treating me like a child and pretending to agree with something you don't agree with? I don't remember exactly how he responded, but it pissed me off. And I was like, you need to get out of my apartment. (laughs) And so he just got up and left. He didn't even say anything. And I was like, you know what? This is a good time to end it. So I did what you're not supposed to do. And I texted him to break up with him. The wedding was coming up and I was going to meet his friends. And I was like, this is not, I don't want to meet all your friends. And I don't want things to get more serious. If we're just going to argue about the core of who I am Mm -hmm. all the time, that's not fun. Right. And I feel like he kind of viewed it because like in the beginning, he kept telling you like, oh, like political beliefs are not a big deal. But like to you, it's like who you are, like you just said. And it's like he's just like, oh, it's fine. It's whatever. Like we just keep arguing about this thing. But it's like it's like whatever. I don't know why she keeps bringing it up. But It's like to you, it's like this is really important. So it's like there's really an, an imbalance there already. And like, it's important to me and my career and Mm -hmm. most of my really close friendships have some type of feminism interwoven in them. Like I do anti-violence work, like politics matters for that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's how it ended. (laughs) Like don't, of all the times I've broken up with someone, I think that's really the only time I've done it over text when it was like a serious relationship. Right. I didn't really feel bad about it because I had kind of tried to do it a couple times already and he always talked around it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just have to make a decision and then stick to it and just like be done. Did he try to like text you back and try to get back together or meet up? Not immediately. He just sent back agreed when I said I didn't want to see him again. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, great, we're not going to argue. That works out so good. I don't remember, like we did end up talking again and like hanging out once or twice more. And then he thought that meant we were dating again. Of course. (laughs) And I was like, oh, honey, no. Like when I drunk text you at 1 (laughs) a.m., it's not dating. And he probably, like, it took a while to talk to you because he's like, oh, let let me just, like, let her calm down for a second. Like, she needs to chill. So he actually told me that, like, the breakup was really hard for him and he was really depressed and didn't get out of bed for a few days and he really missed me. I was like, dude, you weren't even nice to me. (laughs) We'll never go on a second date with someone who doesn't align with me politically again. I know for sure now it doesn't work. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to feel like I was strong enough to overcome that barrier. But in the end, I just didn't want to. Like, I I like who I am. Mm -hmm. And I believe the things that I do for a reason. So how long after that ended did you get back into the dating game again? 
not for a while, I don't think. Were you traumatized after that? <laughs> a swastika will do that to you. <laughs> you honestly, it would to me too. <laughs> and he mocked me about it later too. Like after we broke up, one of the times we hung out, mm-hmm. like he mocked me about it. Wow. And how it upset me because like his family was also using racial slurs. And I was like, dude, what? I don't be... Yes. <laughs> Yep. And I was like, dude, I don't want to be around that. Like, that's really not what I'm about. And he was like, well, it's my family and it's a safe place and blah, blah, blah. And I was safe like, place. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> here's the thing. So his birth family is white. Mm-hmm. He is not. I mean, he is because his birth mom is, um, mm-hmm. but he's biracial. And so like, there's all these white people using racial slurs and he's wow. the only non-white person in the group. I mean, I don't hear white people use the N-word with the hard R, like, ever. Partly oh, me, because me I'm... neither. <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of made it clear that that's not the kind of situation I want to be in. So I've never been in a situation where that happened until this man's family. Right. I feel like I only see that, like, on TikTok, so, like, social media. Yeah, no, it's a real thing wild and like I understand him wanting to like fit in with this family that right. like gave birth to him and then he was raised somewhere else like I I understand that and I didn't want to do the whole like white savior thing and stand up for him right. so I didn't but I talked to him about it afterwards and I was like between the swastika and that like this makes me really uncomfortable and then after we broke up, he was like, somehow it got brought up again. And he was like mocking me for crying about his mom using the N word. And I was like, you don't get to make fun of me for caring about racial justice. Wow. That's crazy. I feel like he um, also probably like, he probably went through some like identity issues too, because of that. Probably. And like, he was pretty open about his like mental health struggles mm-hmm. and which is honestly part of the reason why we dated so long is because he was so open so quickly. Right. And I don't, I feel like someone putting that much trust in you, like I wanted to honor it. Now at this point, like if you're opening me up, opening up to me that fast, you've got some boundary issues and I'm not Mm -hmm. here for it. No, definitely. I agree with that. Yeah. He probably felt like really safe with you and like thought, oh, like, you know, she'll let this slide. And like, you kept trying to like, maybe test your boundaries and you let things slide. And he's like, oh, it's whatever. It's it's all good. Mm -hmm. No, that's exactly what happened. So I'm much, much more careful about who I date now and like paying attention to their boundaries and whether or not they're respecting mine. And the next guy I dated, I actually broke up with him because he told me he loved me too soon. (laughs) Really? Like yeah. How, how like how soon are we talking about? A week and a half. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. I know. And I, <laughs> I I feel a little bad laughing about it cuz he was very drunk and like I I know sometimes those things just slip out. I get it. Mm-hmm. But not at a week and a half. Right. Like, that was too soon. And he was talking about, like, moving when I go to law school and said he'd been looking at jobs in D.C. And I was like, I just met you, bro. 
Did you get into law school recently? Um, I actually got my, I've applied to eight schools and I got accepted into one of them so far. Ooh, congratulations. A couple weeks ago. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for you. On your way oh. to be a politician. Oh, I can't wait. And all of the schools I applied to are in cities and not in the Midwest. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I can't wait. Have you ever like lived in the city at all? I have not. I grew up in like the suburbs of Chicago and now I live in Iowa. Oh my gosh. You're going to love it. Trust me. I, I'm <laughs> so excited. I can't wait. Yeah. I feel like you'll really get to like meet a lot of people that are going to align with your beliefs and everything that you stand for. Cause there's a lot of that in the city. So I feel like your life is just going to be like so much better. (laughs) That's the dream. After you dated this guy and then you dated the other guy, how is like your dating life now? Or like, how is it like, I know you said you're careful now with your boundaries and you're very uh, uh, like upright about what you stand for, who you are, and what your beliefs are. So like, how's it like now? I know it's like still COVID and everything. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of, I mean, I'm on the apps mostly when I'm bored. I'm kind of doing like a friends with benefits thing with somebody. Mm-hmm. And like, he knows I'm moving. He wants to stay in Iowa. Like, we're just going to have a good time while I live here and stay friends afterwards, which has been really, really good. Um, there have been a couple times where I've had to be like, hey, so you're kind of moving this in a romantic direction. And I just want to make sure we're still on the same page. Like if you need me to back off, if we need to spend some time, like not seeing each other for a while, I totally get it. But like, (laughs) this is where I'm at and it's not changing. I love it. You tell him. (laughs) (laughs) And he's been super receptive to it. Um, There was one guy I was going to go on a date with who seemed really interesting and like we'd have fun stuff to talk about and then he was just texting me all the time and you know when people will send you like a book and there's nothing you really have to say back so you send back (laughs) six words and half of them are like ha 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 (laughs) yep (laughs) it was a lot of that and he was just like really pushing and I went like two days without responding to him because my mom was visiting and I was just doing stuff And when I like opened my phone back up to check my texts, like I had, he had like quadruple texted me and found me and sent me a friend request on Facebook. And so I was like, Hey, you're coming on too strong. I'm going to need to cancel our plans. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I literally love this. (laughs) I mean, once you go through it enough, you kind of start to recognize like who maybe has like some insecurities that they're trying to like cover up by dating someone, mm-hmm. which I totally understand. Like looking for outside validation, like we absolutely need that, but maybe don't turn to dating for that. That's what like friends and family and people who already know you and love you are for. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. And What would you like say, like maybe like advice for somebody like, you know, boy or girl or whatever, um, if they're like trying to date, especially on the apps and they're like, don't really want to be up front. Like they're kind of like hiding a part of their identity because they don't 
think that they're going to be loved. Oh no, that's so <laughs> sad. <laughs> um, I mean, I've been there. I feel like really taking the time to like dive into whether it's like with yourself or a friend or a therapist, like why you think that part of yourself is unlovable mm-hmm. and like where that is coming from. A lot of stuff stems from your childhood. Right. It's rough to go back that far and be like, oh, so this person who was supposed to take care of me invalidated me. And now I feel like I don't get to have boundaries. Um, it's hard work. But if you can figure out like why you feel like you're unlovable and start to recognize like that you are worthy of love and you are worthy of being cared for and you do deserve to set your own boundaries and have them respected, it gets easier to be upfront. I love that. That's so true. And I, I know a lot of people like when they're dating and stuff like that and like they're concealing a part of them. Like I know people try to like conceal family problems for example like oh you know Mm -hmm. I have an abusive dad or something and sometimes those people go on like first dates and they just start like putting that anger into that person that they're going on a date with that they just met on tinder they're like oh Mm -hmm. well I have an abusive dad like like that's why I am who I am and it's just like whoa like I hear (laughs) many like people you know going on dates like that and it's just like oh my goodness for myself look at it a lot as like trauma and mental illness and all of that stuff can be a really great explanation for why we behave the way we do Mm -hmm. and that's very helpful it's not an excuse to hurt other people though right So like, yeah, explain that like, hey, these are my triggers. These are the things I need for not on a first date. Do not do this. (laughs) Yes, don't do it. (laughs) It's not good. Talk about your dog. Ask what their favorite color is. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about trauma on a first date. Not good. Um, But like diving into a serious relationship, like absolutely talk about that kind of stuff. So the other person can understand how to care for you. But it's not an excuse to not then also care for yourself and to care for them, too. Right. Especially dating apps when they go on it and, like, they look for that person and they're like, oh, this is the one. And then they meet them and then they're like, oh, like, why don't you act the way that you acted, like, through text or something? And then they just go crazy, like, oh, you're not the person that was texting, and then I'm going to go crazy because, like, you're hiding someone, you catfished me, whatever it is. And it's just like, yo, chill. <laughs> like That happens to me. <laughs> Guys have told me that. I had one guy be like, you look nothing like your pictures. Oh like, well, God. I promise they're all me. <laughs> I've had one guy be like, oh, I really thought you were going to be much more outgoing than this. Why are you so shy? Oh, my God. I've heard that one so many times. It's like, dude, this is the first time I'm meeting you. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, you can have good chemistry over text, partly because you get to, like, react to stuff privately, take a minute, and then respond. That's part of the reason that I don't text a ton before a first date. Mm, that's good that's good advice it it doesn't it doesn't help like you think you're getting to know the other person but you're just getting to know the way they text 
Mm. I didn't think of it like that. That's so true, though. And, like, flirting over text is so much safer. (laughs) Because I can, like, flirt a little aggressively over text because, like, you can't do anything to me. You don't even know where I am right now. (laughs) Totally different in person. And, like, having good chemistry online and then expecting that to immediately translate to in-person stuff is just setting yourself up for failure. Well, I hope when you move to the city, you will find the person. Oh, thank you. I hope so too. And even if I don't, I have great friends. I have great family. (laughs) Like I'm doing fine by myself. Yeah. And you're going to be a famous politician one day. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. Please vote for me. (laughs) I believe. I believe. (laughs) While we end here, do you have any ending thoughts that you wanted to share with everyone? Really just, if you see a red flag, you're not making it up. Don't try to turn it pink just to go on a second date with somebody. (laughs) Don't try to turn it pink. (laughs) I love that. I've tried doing it. It didn't turn pink. (laughs) Like you try to tone it down so it's not as aggressive and in your face. But like, honey, that flag is still red. (laughs) Walk away from it. So guys, if you want to keep up with Alexandra, you could follow her podcast Instagram at overreactionpodcast and at overreactionpodcast.com. You can also stream it on all the major platforms. So I'm so happy that you came on the podcast. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a great time. Yes. And thank you everyone for tuning in. I have so many awesome guests coming up to share their hashtag boyfriend proof story. So stay tuned for that. And if you or someone you know would like to be on the show to share your story, shoot me a DM on my Instagram at boyfriend proof podcast. And we'll be back soon for another boyfriend proof story. Goodbye. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hey, it's Rick from upstairs. Yeah, I take it seriously. When I play R&B at one in the morning, that's me saying, hey, I'm here for you. And I enjoy repetitive bass lines. I only use expired batteries in my smoke detectors. Nice, right? Yeah, upstairs neighbors help people forget their troubles. Give them something else to focus on. Ooh, want to see how high I can jump? Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor. No, wait, let me try again. But we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.